another week. Yeah. And, and, and that means that there's more stuff that we need to talk about, Brady. It just doesn't so, stop. I don't... Now, tell me about your addiction. Uh, well, I... Caffeine. I consume a lot of caffeine. It is a drug. Is that what we're talking... Like, is there... Are you fishing for a specific answer? I don't... Like, what do we... I don't know. It's just... This is our, our weekly meeting I enjoy, to hash things out, isn't it? I enjoy Assassin's Creed more than other, I should. Are Assassin's we here for Creed, some other reason? I don't know. Assassin's <laughs> Creed is kind of like an addiction for me, I would say, because addictions are typically things that repeatedly harm you or hurt you or aren't good for you or, <laughs> right, you know, aren't... <laughs> Uh, you know, and you just, but you're just kind of chasing that initial high. You're just kind of like wanting it to feel as good as it did the first time. And so you right. keep doing it. And yeah. and for me, that's keeps, Assassin's Creed. Yeah. 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 You are a sucker for that franchise. I gave up I on am. it a long time ago. I am. I, and I don't know what it is. I think a little bit of a tangent here. I mean, it's fun to explore other time periods. Right, yep. so there's that, and and hats off to Ubisoft for the, um, especially in the in these most recent ones, but throughout pretty much all of the games, hats off to them for their attention to detail and their, you know, um, the efforts put into historical accuracy as far as the map goes. Like that's that's in has always astounded me. The team right. that's behind <laughs> researching and writing those like codex entries and and all the history and blah 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 like that that blows my mind over and over and over. Um, and then there's still just you know like the hidden blade, right? Like the opera the choice to the the stealth hiding in plain sight gameplay. Yeah, maybe if I got a proper Splinter Cell game. <clears throat> I wouldn't feel the need for Assassin's Creed. So I think maybe that's what it is. It's the opportunity because I spend most of like, you know, you can go into just about any scenario in Assassin's Creed and you can go in swords or axes or spears ablazing. Yeah. Or you can sneak your ass through there and, and snick it everyone while they're not looking. Um, yeah. And nine times out of 10, unless I'm, you know, every so often I'm like, man, I just want some action. Like, I just want to get in here and rip these guys apart. Um, I usually choose the stealthy option. And maybe that's maybe that's me just pining for a proper Sam Fisher adventure. I don't know. I don't know. Hello and welcome to the Movie Men podcast. The B-Team. Uh, as Carl... Oh, that's Carl? <laughs> that's over there is Brady. <laughs> as Carl alluded to, uh, we got some more shit to talk about. It's been another week, which means there's more movie news. Um, and it's an interesting week because um, we're not going to talk any Marvel. We're not going to talk any DC. Yeah, the, the show notes are, are very um, void of anything comic book related. True. Yeah, well, I mean, we've got some Star Wars that we're going to talk about, and so that kind of falls into our normal nerdy, you know, kind of whatever. Um, but there's a lot of things today that are a little bit more, like, less... It's going to be stuff like back when we were talking about, like, the how the movie theaters are doing this, that, and the other thing, and what's the deal with that? And, and so it's more sort of things that affect 
your quality of life as a movie fan in some ways. So there is some tradi- like more traditional movie news for us, um, but uh, it's an interesting episode today, so strap in, and here we go. That's the uh, thing. You and I have spent a long time ripping on Star Wars. Yes. We both were both unabashed Star Wars fans. Love Star Wars. Sure. Um, you know, even the bad Star Wars movies are still Star Wars. Like it's still, you know, there's still mm-hmm. something good about sitting even, down even and watching. Even though I don't like the Disney trilogy, they're still in my top twelve movies. Yeah, it's still, it's <laughs> still even though Star they're at the bottom, Wars, right? <laughs> like, Something's got to be at the bottom. <laughs> I still get gleeful sitting down and watching Attack of the Clones. Awful film. It's awful. But it's still Star Wars. I like yeah. you know. Um I think the first thing that actually truly broke me and I was just like, what is happening? Was Mando season three. Where I was just like, no, okay. No, 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 no. You've you've I think we found where the limit is here, Lucasfilm. Um but something we have been ripping on them for is the fact that Star Wars or Lucasfilm, essentially since Disney took over, has been notorious for announcing projects quicker and earlier than they should. Just jumping out of the gate and saying, hey, yeah, we had this idea. Someone had this idea yesterday, and so today we're announcing it. We haven't really put a whole lot of thought into it or planned it or you know, whatever. But, you know, yesterday, just as the meeting was wrapping up, Bob was like, hey, what if we do a show like this? And so we had someone make a logo overnight and here you go, it's happening. <laughs> right? And and then nine times out of ten, those projects don't happen because I, I, I don't know why. Right? We don't know why. It, there's been sort of a smattering of different reasons. Um, but the culture around Star Wars has become when they make an announcement, take it with it's a massive grain made. of salt. <laughs> just, make, just take it with a massive yeah. grain of salt. And yeah, one of the- It's essentially a bunch of, it seems like it's just like a bunch of fanboys sitting around saying, hey, we could make this film, but then they mm. never actually make the film. Yeah, exactly. Right? Their wives are like, no. <laughs> no, you got to look after the kids this weekend. You got to hang out with yeah, your family. Um, one of those projects that was announced at the shareholders day, you know, whatever it was that that back during the pandemic when they went live, it was sometime. I remember it was in December. I don't remember the exact date, um, but I watched it. It was the big Disney presentation where they announced all these Marvel stuff, they announced all these Star Wars things, they announced, you know, it was the same Star Wars presentation day where they announced the Rogue Squadron movie, right? And they had, um, what's her face? Who's the um, the Wonder Woman director? Um, oh, oh, it's right on the tip of my tongue. Um, uh, bup, Kath, bup, bup, no. Is it Kathy bup, something? I I think me. Uh, here we go. It's uh, Patty Jenkins. Uh, um, and they brought like Patty Jenkins was like out on the tarmac with an X-wing yeah. and talking You'll never about. Never believe like, me, but I was gonna say Kathy Jenkins. But oh no, I believe you. I believe you. <laughs> but she was like out on the runway with an X-wing, and and like it wasn't just like some idea that they were throwing at the wall. Like it was, it was, it was happening. 
Yeah. It's happening. Look, there's an X-Wing on the tarmac. Yeah, they hire people. They they start planning things. Yeah. And then, of course, Rogue Squadron died in the water. Didn't become a thing. Um, one of those projects that was announced that day was a Lando series. Lando Calrissian. It's specifically the Donald Glover iteration um, from the solo movie. So it was going to be like a prequel Lando. Young Lando TV series. And uh, and so that was announced in 2020, December of 2020, at the Disney's Invest- Investor's Day. Well, it's now the middle of 2023. And yeah, crickets? Is crickets something? Is, is that an accurate description? Like, there's been... Nothing. Now, recently, crickets in an is interview, something. <laughs> <laughs> crickets is something, and I think our <laughs> I think everybody's assumption because it's been so quiet on it. It's been years now; nothing's happened. I think the assumption has been, and and I think it's a pretty fair and safe assumption uh, that this thing's been scrapped. Like it's just not happening, right? Like as yeah. as is the story with so many other Star Wars projects. So it's not a stretch. To assume that, yeah, it, and yeah, it's, it seems like every, every Star Wars project that isn't Mando connected mm-hmm. has kind of ended, entered that wheelhouse. Like I don't know, like it's it's they're very vague rumors, and so there's not a lot of huge clout to them. But like even the acolyte is starting to see rumors of being shelved. But oh, I see but that those, would surprise there's not, there's me. There's not a lot of substantiation to it. I don't yeah, think personally. We've seen actual footage from that though. So that's yeah, so, what makes me yeah. yeah. But but like like it's so pervasive that this kind of routine, we'll call it, mm-hmm. in Disney Star Wars that even shows that are in the works are getting talked about like they're being canned and shelved and right because yeah they're not it's not they're not outright being canceled they're not saying the show's canceled we're not making it they're just stop talking about it and it's kind of quietly being put on the shelf and never touched yeah so but it turns out with the lando series they actually got quite a ways into production as in a script with like the show was written has been written Mm. um by a a, a homie named justin simon and justin simon was recently doing an interview and he said i certainly poured my heart and spent a lot of time working with them to put together a really great show it feels like everybody loves it and you know i was told we had put it on pause because of scheduling and the next update I got was in 2020, some years ago. So I don't know. I have no idea what's going on with it. So that all that being said, it turns out that like the official status of this show is still just paused, like not canceled. Like it's 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 still the last official update. <sighs> From someone who's, you know, fairly in the know, you're the you're the yeah. dude that wrote the thing, uh, is that it's paused due to scheduling issues. Now, normally, it's fair to be pretty dubious when a studio says, 
uh, something didn't work out because of schedule. You know, we've recast this role in this movie, or this person's no longer playing this person because of scheduling issues. Scheduling issues is usually the weather experiment of Roswell kind of, it's a cover-up. Right, It's a good diplomatic answer that you give so that you don't get into the weeds of the fact that, you know, so-and-so is not getting along with the director or, you know, whatever it is. Having said that, I tend to give a little bit more credence to it in this situation because we're talking about Donald Glover. Donald Glover is hot to trot, man. <laughs> like... You know, whether it be his acting career in which he's a hot commodity or his music career as, uh, what is it, Childish Gambino, I think is the name of his, his what he goes by as a musician. Um, I, I, again, I'm still not saying like, hey, you know what, absolutely, this is scheduling issues, blah, blah, blah. I just, I think maybe there's a little bit more possibility here for that to be what's going on but also still like yeah i don't know my big question for you carl is a do you believe that we're still going to get this show and b and maybe this is going to paint a big target on my back maybe this is going to make me unpopular but who the hell actually wants a lando show i mean lando to me yeah, he's in the original trilogy. He's fun in the role that he plays. His role in the or- original trilogy is very minor, in all things considered, screen time and whatever else. It's very minor. Yes, it was fun to see him show up in the last or the Rise of Skywalker, whatever the hell it was called, right? Like that was that was it was great. Okay, he's back. Blah blah blah. But like, I don't know. To me, I fall on think characters like Lando. I fall into the same category as I feel with Boba Fett. Boba Fett is so overrated. Like, and the show was awful and they should have done better and blah, blah, blah. Because in in the second season, Mandalorian, Boba Fett's a badass. He's like the John Wick of the Star Wars series. This guy just shows up and is is taking names. And then they, like, neutered him in the... Whatever. (laughs) Yeah. But... I also have never understood why, like, Boba Fett is hardly in the original trilogy. Really, he's hardly in the original trilogy. And then for years, until just recently, when we found out that canonically he's still alive, he died kind of a lame death. Like, he just (laughs) kind of went down without a fight. Like He went down the same way his daddy went down, because his impact didn't work. (laughs) So, Boba Fett has just never seemed Yeah. You are missing one, one, uh, I guess it's kind of a quasi-canet. What, the holiday special? Yeah, the holiday special. (laughs) I've never seen the holiday special, but apparently his appearance in the holiday special is like one of the few redeeming qualities of it. Because I believe, actually, that's his first appearance. Yeah. He's introduced in the holiday special. That came before um, Empire. Empire. But still, so anyways, I I fall in this kind of, like, does any of all the things that you could give us a Star Wars show (laughs) on, does anybody 
I mean, I okay, that's being facetious. I get that some people do, but really, does do the majority of people give two shits about Lando and and enough to warrant this whole show? So, a, do you think this is going to happen? And b, does it even make sense? Why do this? Yeah. So my opinion would be that it's not getting made. It's it's quietly canceled. Right, like they've, they've, I'm air quoting here, like they've shelved it, but, but they've like, it's done. (laughs) It's, it's a, it's a no-go project at this point. It's, I don't think there's enough, like you're alluding to with asking the question, like, does anybody care? I don't think there's enough interest to make it worthwhile. Like, there were, I think there was barely enough interest for land or for Solo to work. Exactly, and that's Han freaking and, Solo. Yeah, so for Lando, yeah, I don't, I don't know. This, I mean, we're like I feel like I know everything about, about Lando. I need character to know like Andor that you can can build from mm-hmm. the ground up. Essentially, you, uh, you can. He's got one movie credit to his name prior to his show. Right? Like Lando's got a lot of, there's a lot of history and character there. And you're, you're either one going to piss a lot of people off because you're not going to do them the way they want mm-hmm. at, be- at, at worst. And at best you're, you're going to have uh, a show that people, the most star Wars fans will watch, but begrudgingly. So because they don't they don't care that much yeah. about Lando to really like they're going to watch it just because it's Star Wars content not because they they're 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 asking for a uh, Lando film show I, f- I feel like any additional questions that anybody could have had or anything that people could have wanted to see <clears throat> from Lando they gave us in solo yeah we saw him and, lose the falcon and, to to han like and, what what else are you after like more importantly any backstory or filler filler stories that you want to tell about these characters, you're better telling them in novels, video games, books, or sorry, I said novels, uh, comic books, we'll say comic books, or, or, or some other form of media that's cheaper to produce mm-hmm. and and is going to hit that same target market anyway. And and a novel or a comic book feels much more optional. It feels yeah. like much more optional content because yeah, like, as a Star Wars fan, like I'm not I'm not reading the comics, I'm not reading the novels. I get that those are all considered canon now, great, fantastic, blah blah blah. But the stories that that truly matter, they're going to put on a screen. Right, yeah. like the stuff that you need yeah. to see, they're going to put on a screen. But, but even and, and Lando even doesn't need feel like to that. see. Like they're telling some really crazy stories about Darth freaking Vader in the comics over the last two. When did the Darth Vader comics start? Two and a half, two years ago, right? Maybe three. Like some really crazy, like now seemingly really important information being told that could have been really great content for a Darth Vader TV show. Mm-hmm. But 
but they're telling it through the comics. Yeah, get Hayden like, Christian. You don't. In there. You don't need a TV show for every freaking character and every freaking story. No, not enough people care. One, and those that do care, your target audience for this, They'll are going to read a comic book if you make it. Are going to yeah. read the novel. Are going to yeah. read play the video game if you put it into a video game. Like, save yourself some money so that you make more money in the long run by you by putting it in a different form of media and telling these stories. Like mm-hmm. I get, I get wanting people wanting to have answers to uh, questions like how did Lando take possession of cloud city? I get that. I get that. I don't need a TV show. No, <sighs> you don't tell it in a comic book, tell it in a novel, right? You're going to save a buttload of money. You're going to make more money because you saved money. And like you're going to tell that story so that you answer those questions and there's there's kind of canon to it now. It seems yeah, like that's my they <laughs> it seems like they're they've got yeah, it seems like they're putting things in all the wrong places. Yeah. Like things that shouldn't be TV shows, they're making TV shows and things that should probably questions that should be answered on screen they're hucking into comics and, and novels, right? I think a great example, I mean, you were just talking about some of the Darth Vader stuff, but another great example is like, you know, Ray's question, or uh, no, Han's question. Han's question to Maz is, how did you get that lightsaber? And she says, a good story for another time. Well, it, but it's a really big question. Like, th- yeah. that's that's something that like, hey, so, you know, last we saw yeah. that, it was attached to a hand falling to into Cloud City, cloud below Cloud City. So, uh, th- that's a big question. And there was a question we all had: like, whoa, what the hell? How how did she get this? And then they answer it kind of quietly, often some comic. Yeah, uh, you're probably wondering how I got the red arm. Well, go read a comic. <laughs> like what? <laughs> what? Yeah, <laughs> just tell me. <laughs> Yeah. Anyways, uh, or, so there you or, have it. Or better yet, show me because it's a show film. Me. Show don't yeah. tell. So there you have it. We we don't think it's going to happen, and we're both kind of in the same camp of it. I don't really care if it does. Kind of, you know, <clears throat> kind of leaning towards just don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Um, something that listen, we there's a little bit of age difference between you and I. Not massive. Like, we still grew up in, it, you know. It's enough that we were definitely from two different generations and consumed different media growing up. Yeah, I mean. I mean, I consumed all the same media you did growing up because I was a geek and watched <laughs> stuff that was yeah, kind of you were, below my. You were 15 watching the shows I was watching when I was five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, no, there's the age difference, not quite 10 years. But um, so. There's a show that I am going to assume you watched growing up. Oh, assume is putting it lightly. And it was <clears throat> on air. Like, I was very aware of this show as a kid. Very okay, aware. Hang on. Before you... I want to... I want to... There's, like, a really cool opening monologue to the show. Okay. For the opening sequence. And I want to read it before you... So do whatever you're going to do, but don't spoil the name, because I want to read okay, the monologue okay. to... Um, I was I was super aware of this show, very very aware of this show. 
it was on like it, you know quite often because I think it was I think it was Family Channel, right? Uh, it Family Channel. I watched it on CBC Saturday mornings. They had like a uh, a kids' zone for okay, a couple right. hours in the mornings on CBC. Okay, it was wow. a Disney thing. Yeah. Uh, okay. So yes, but it was Disney, right? It's Disney, yeah. which means yes that it would have also been on the family channel more than likely um and so i was you know there, sometimes i'd switch because family channel was like one of those go-to channels um when you were a kid and so i'd flip to the disney the family channel and uh sometimes it'd be on there or sometimes i'd be watching a show and my show would end and and this show would come on and i gotta be 100 percent honest with you i've maybe sat through one episode once what it had, I have really no, I couldn't tell you what happened in the episode. It had no impact on me. And 99.9% of the time, if I was watching a show and then this show came on afterwards, it was time to start channel surfing. What? Like I just, and, and I don't know why. You know what? Like had I given it a chance, maybe I would have enjoyed the hell out of it. Could have been one of my favorite shows. I don't know. But... Something about it, I think the color, the, like the color palette and the animation style and just the overall premise when I was a kid did nothing for, I had zero interest in it. I was like, eh, eh. I, I don't know why. Okay. All right, let's, this is let just, me do that monologue. So I haven't, I, I, so I'm, I'm not People are super familiar with the show. Take it away. All right, so <clears throat> I'm going to try. I don't know who does, does this, but they did do such a better job. I mean, they're professionals, but I'm going to try and do it in the same voice. A thousand years ago, superstition and the sword ruled. It was a time of darkness. It was a world of fear. It was the age of gargoyles. Stone by day, warriors by night. We were betrayed by the humans who swore to protect us. Frozen in stone by a magical spell for a thousand years. Now, here in Manhattan, the spell is broken. And we live again! We are defenders of the night. We are gargoyles! Ha <laughs> yeah. Lame. Freaking awesome. Yeah, it's lame. I, I, so good. I, I, this is lame. So, anyways, no, Gargoyles no, was no. it? It's so Gargoyles good. was a show that was on air uh, when you and I were knee high to a grasshopper. I wasn't. You were. <laughs> and Kenneth Branagh, who I'm a big fan of, very big fan. Right. It directed the first Thor movie. He's the director of and the main actor in the like Murder on the Orient Express, Death on the Nile, and then the upcoming Haunting in Venice film. Um, He's got a pretty good laundry list of uh, of um, directing credits. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I mean, even just acting credits. Right. Like he's in yeah. Chris Nolan's new Oppenheimer. Right. Like he, he I, I, Kenneth Branagh is fantastic. And there's a report going around that has gathered some legs under it that Kenneth Branagh is in the works to direct a Gargoyles movie. A Gargoyles movie. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. A live action one, nonetheless. 
That I I don't know about that. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know. If well, I don't pick. I can't picture Kenneth Branagh doing this. Like he's yeah. such a Shakespearean director type guy. Like I can't picture him doing an animated thing. Yeah. So I think if I think if he is doing this, if this report is true, then then it's probably live action. Now, my first reaction to this is who actually who, who what. Who wants this? I want this. Shut up. <laughs> and I know, I, and I know, and it, it, instantly I know that the answer is Carl. But, like, <laughs> is this actually, like, okay. is there. All right. In, Shut in up for a second. And let me take the wheel here. In, hang on. <laughs> no, I'm giving you, I'm giving you what my first reaction was. In 2023, <laughs> is there enough desire? Is there truly in 2023 enough widespread desire to make a big budget <laughs> Kenneth Branagh Hollywood A-lister live action gargoyles film? And I'm dubious. I don't know the answer. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna stand here and tell you no. There isn't because I don't know. B- but I I have doubts. Like I'm highly skeptical. But I know you're going to try to defend it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you really need to give Gargoyles, like, a chance. It is high, uh, highly underrated. It it takes – it. it's like – Like you're saying I need to go back and watch the show now yeah, as an adult. Absolutely. Yeah. Anybody that has overlooked it the way you have <laughs> – Needs to go back and give it a proper viewing and give right. it a chance because it's underrated. It, it takes its audience, doesn't take its audience for granted. Oh, it is like on a Disney lot of, Plus. A lot of crappy TV show cartoons today, right? Mm-hmm. Like um, it takes its audience seriously. It, it treats them uh, with kind of uh, respect and like maturity uh, and it's sort of its subject matter. It's really well written. Uh, the animation is great. It's it's a fun cartoon, man. Oh man, I, oh, I tried dude, to get Ada like, into it, but she she's not into anything. I tried to there's get like her into ninety it. episodes <laughs> of this shit. Pardon? There's like ninety we episodes. Got, we got three episodes in. Jeez. But she's Listen. she doesn't like watching any. Like I tried to get her into um, Clone Wars, and she just she doesn't want to watch Clone right. Wars. So she's just like, I really like Padme in that show. And it's like, but you never watch it. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. So listen, Gargoyles fans are going to be excited about this report. Now, I need to be a little bit of a rain cloud here. Because about a week ago, just after this report surfaced, there was a post on the Twitter page of Greg Wiseman. Greg Wiseman is the, because I did a little bit of digging. Anytime, anytime it's like, ooh, just a rumor or just a report or whatever, like if it's not confirmed by one of the big trades, I do, I do a little digging, see what I can find. Greg Wiseman, the creator of Gargoyles. Someone tweeted, hey, Greg. Thoughts on the rumor that Sir Kenneth Branagh is reportedly set to direct a live-action Gargoyles movie for Disney. 
And Greg Wiseman responded, I'm thinking that it's flat out not true. Which means one of two things. Either it is true and Greg is keeping it under wraps for whatever reason. I don't know why. Like, you know, this isn't like a Star Wars or like an MCU casting or something like that. So I don't I, I don't know why you would need to keep it under wraps. But that is a possibility. The other possibility is that Greg Wiseman has simply just not like he's telling the truth. He's like, I, you know, I I have not heard anything about this. And as the creator of Gargoyles, I'm sure that if this were true uh, and we had reached the point where we actually had like potentially a director attached to it, I would have heard something by now, guys. Sorry. <laughs> like, you know, I'm I, I'm thinking I'm thinking it's not true. So take that all with a grain of salt. All of it. Take yeah. his tweet, take the initial post <clears throat> of, or the, the initial report. I just, I, you know, ultimately, it seems like a strange choice to me, specifically for Kenneth Branagh, um, to want to do something it, like this. I, I Here, look. So for people my age, this show was hot. Like, it was awesome. It was as big as Ninja Turtles for my, at least were in my friend circles when I was right. Like this came out in 94. So I would have been grade four, seven, eight years old, like, but obviously hasn't all seen my the friends watch success. I had, there was, there were like, like most cartoons back th in that time, there were action figures galore for them. And this show had like really good quality action figures. Cause I had all the gar main gargoyles as action figures. You know I what? I think I had a I think I had a, a Happy Meal toy. Like I didn't even have all the action figures for Ninja Turtles, <laughs> who I really enjoy watching that show and and that franchise as well. But like Gargoyles was huge. I think it's a lot. It was a lot. Was when I in, in its time a lot bigger. And like I can't say enough about the storytelling in that film. Like uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. The reason mm -hmm. it's so popular with young audiences and older audience alike is the same reason gargoyles is so good i hands down had a happy meal toy i just looked it up <laughs> and i've been able yeah. to find wait unless yes yeah. no so if your cartoon was big enough to have a happy meal that's that's pretty big your your well, show was big McDonald's your show was big Man. Not just anybody gets a Happy Meal toy series. I wish I still had this. Okay, I'm sending you an image. Like, oh, <laughs> man. This is, uh, this is fun for me. Man, I wish... Oh, this is like nostalgia now. So, I mean, I don't. I still don't yeah. give two Even shits Even if about this show doesn't get made, I highly encourage you to go back and watch this series. And anybody else who likes watching nostalgic cartoons to go back and give this series a try. Listen, it is, I will, I will it give is it really good. I will give it the same three episodes that your daughter gave it. That is what I will commit to because <laughs> uh, I trust that, her. That three, I, I think the, the intro is three, like the, the intro story is three stories long. Like the intro arc is okay. three, three episodes long. Well, so, if you can't get me anyway. with that, then, then, you know, you don't deserve me. It's, it's kind of, it's worth, it's worth watching. I got to be honest, though, I think, I truly believe that this falls into the same, because there's all those people out there who desperately want 
a Batman Beyond movie. Batman Beyond movie. Oh, I would do so well. It would do so well. Do so well. I think this falls in the same cat. I think Gargoyles and Batman Beyond fall in the same category, which is the category of fans who think that the thing that they're a fan of has more fans and is more popular than it actually ultimately is. Oh, I'm not. Okay. Yeah. I, I would agree with you here. I, I'm not as much as I love this franchise. I don't think it's like bigger than Ninja Turtles. Well, of course not. I mean, but, but there's, there's uh, never more than a six is month it, period. Is it big enough there... for a film? I don't know. I don't know, I, man. I would love to see a film just because I'm a fan of it. But like, I, I'm not, I don't think I'm, I'm, um, clouded by my fandom about how how popular this franchise is but mm-hmm. i will say i think it is way more popular than you are giving credit for I think so in the be- Im- in the image i sent carl and i will i'll post a link to the image in the show notes here um but uh i had from these happy meal toys i had the one in this the one in the center back that like archway right which was like a little viewfinder like you could look in into it and click the button on the side and you just see like different right. screen grabs from the show, which meant nothing to me because I <laughs> didn't know the show. You didn't watch the show. What was cool as shit though, was I also had the left back, which looks like a telescope. Like it's it was, it, 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 but it was a kaleidoscope. And so that little red eyepiece, you could rotate it. It, it, it telescoped, like it, it collapsed. It was collapsible. Um, but then, yeah, you, you could, and, and, oh, I was so cool. It was so cool. And I wish, and I don't think I realized that that's what it was from. Honestly, like, I think I probably would have looked at the gargoyle on the side of it. And as a kid, I may have made the assumption that it was a, um, it was a Hunchback of Notre Dame thing, right? right. That it was one of those gargoyles. <clears throat> so. Yeah. The gargoyle no. toys for this show were so good too. Like. All right. Anyways, it might happen. It might not happen. Who knows? Yeah. Moving on. I'm getting Netflix. real nostalgic. Looking at, <laughs> I'm, I'm googling. I'm looking at some of the toys. I'm just like, oh yeah, that one. Oh, I got that one too. Yeah. I have no idea where they all went though. Like I had so many of these things, and I don't know where any of them are. Your mom sold them in a yard sale. Probably. I don't know. Yeah. Um, okay. So moving on to Netflix. Now we had talked a lot about Netflix. Netflix a little while back um, because of the crackdown on password sharing. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But Netflix is doing something else right now, has just done something else. And that is that they are doing a little bit of shakeup when it comes to their the plans that they offer, um, specifically in Canada, the US and the UK, which I would assume are their largest markets. Um kind of naturally, especially Canada and the U.S. So, up until just recently, there were four Netflix packages you could get. There was what was called standard with ads. Standards, standard with ads, and this is Canadian pricing, so I apologize to anyone who's not in Canada. Standard with ads was $6.99 a month. You got 1080p quality, you couldn't download 
anything. Like you couldn't download shows to watch offline. Um, but it was cheap. It was six ninety nine. The only downside was, much like with things like Amazon Prime or whatever else, there were ads that you had to watch. So there were, there were commercial breaks. But a lot of people didn't care. Right? A lot of people were like, okay, well, you know what? For uh, I'll watch a couple ads for $6.99. It's no big deal. Uh, cool. Great. No issues. The next package was called Basic. And Basic was one that they recently introduced, and you and I shat all over. <laughs> Such a bad idea. Because Basic had no ads but capped out a resolution of 720p. You couldn't even watch it in 1080p. And there were there was no definitive list, but people were noticing that there were some omissions from the library. It wasn't it wasn't all of Netflix for 9.99 a month. Still, okay, you know what? If you don't if maybe you only ever watch Netflix on your phone. So, it's not a big deal to you that it's not in 1080 Maybe the omissions from Netflix aren't shows that you were going to watch anyways. Maybe the stuff, maybe there's still more than enough there for you and you're happy with it. Okay, $9.99 a month. Then there's the standard package. The standard package is the package that I'm assuming most people have. It's probably the most popular one. That's $15.49 a month. You get 1080p, you can download and watch things offline. It's all of Netflix. It is basically just this it, a, a, accurately titled. It is the standard Netflix experience. Then there's what's called premium. I assume some people have premium. I have no need. I like. I, I don't know. Seems ludicrous to me above and beyond. I mean, unless Netflix is your main form of entertainment, in which case you might want to go for the improved quality. But for an extra like $4.50 a month, $19.99, 20 bucks a month, you get everything that you get with the standard, except you can stream in 4K with HDR. Great. Now, Netflix has just recently dropped one of these tiers. And that is the basic. That is the 720p part of the library's missing garbage. <laughs> I <laughs> that, wonder why. That, that, yes. That is so curious. Like, why that one? I, oh, man. Now, interestingly, they are, they are grandfathering the plan. So you can't, at this point, if you don't have that plan, you can't sign up for it. You can't downgrade or upgrade to it. But if you currently have it, then you can you can continue to have it. Like, it, they're not booting you off and making you choose a different plan. I think this is interesting. It makes sense to me. Um, 100% makes sense to me that they're dropping this. And I think it makes sense to them obviously from a business standpoint, because here's the thing. At $9.99 a month, if that disappears, now when you're signing up for Netflix, you have two options on either side of you. You can go to $6.99, and you're going to watch with ads. I think there's a lot of people who are willing to do that. Now, Netflix will be making $3 less a month 
from that subscription. However, they do get a kickback from the each time an ad plays. The ad revenue, yeah. Right? They're making money from the ads. Now, probably not $3 every time it plays. That'd be ludicrous. But they're still <clears throat> making money there. No big deal. Also, yeah, it I, would probably depend on the show and and stuff like that. What what they get? Y- for ad yeah, revenue. yeah. Also, you have that fifteen forty nine a month at standard, and I think a lot more people. Although I think a lot of people are willing to watch ads, I think a lot of people signing up for Netflix are going to look at six ninety nine a month with ads. Or fifteen forty nine a month without, and a lot of people are going to go for that fifteen forty nine, which means that Netflix is then, on average, making an extra five dollars and fifty cents a month from new people signing up because that basic option's not there. Right. Does this make sense to you? Like, does does this seem I mean, like a yeah, good business so. move? Yeah, I mean, like. The other one seems ridiculous. Like you're a limp, like even from a consumer's perspective, it, it seems like a ridiculous option. Like unless you are just looking to try it to see if it's something a service you want. That 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 might make sense. But I mean they, they already offer free trials anyway. Yeah. So seven days or whatever. Like yeah, it it does seem like a ludicrous thing to to do um and you know like i like i bet you their big money maker is standard with ads right so So even if they get on a premium if if they have a scaling cost uh revenue stream or whatever for 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 ads like if you're want to advertise on them it costs more for certain shows it costs even more for newer shows. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I bet you that their standard with ads per per user makes them more than the other two. Right. Because if a person's watching a couple shows every night, right, and even if they make like a dollar each show, they're making more a month off that standard ad user than they are or standard with ads user than they are off of the other two per month. Yeah, maybe. And yeah, so, you'd pay more to get your ad on, you know, Stranger Things and you're going to pay to get it on, you know, some Hallmark Christmas movie. Yeah, something that's been together. on there forever or yeah. some kind of obscure indie documentary little, series. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. the brand new Netflix exclusive is going to be a premium ad revenue space, right? Well, I'm about to rock your world. If you had to guess how much it cost Netflix a year to operate? What is their what is their annual operating expense? What would oh, your guess be? Pretty, be? Pretty, it'd be a lot, I would think. You got a lot of servers, but, but yeah. But what's your guess? Like how many how know. many millions are we looking at here? Uh, double digit millions, I'm gonna guess. Yeah, like 10, 10 million, 20 million? 10, 10, maybe over twenty, I'd say. Netflix has an annual... Now, it fluctuates. It goes up and down. But currently, they're at their highest. Netflix has an annual operating cost of $26.5 billion. 
Hey, I was pretty close. <laughs> no. <laughs> 26? I said 20. Billion. Billion with a B, Oh, you said my million. All oh, right, I said no. <laughs> ah, change of, how, how far is an M to a B anyway? <laughs> that's a, it's, it's, it's astronomical money. And I think that's where, like, so many people look at... <clears throat> Streaming services and go, well, like, you know, streaming services, like, outside of producing content, which a lot of that is, not a lot of it, some of it is content production. Um, but a lot of people look at it and go, yeah, streaming service, it's got to be pretty cheap to run. Like, you know, you just, you're just streaming stuff to people. Like, you just upload it and then it's there yeah. and it's on and who cares? But server <laughs> no, space isn't cheap. Plus you got to, to pay your staff and. Oh, he's an astronomical. It. Like I wouldn't. On I, top I'm, of that, on top, I bet you the biggest cost of all that too, isn't going to be either of those two things I mentioned because they've got their own studio. I bet their studios wrapped up into that costing. Oh, for right sure. Those Netflix exclusives. Let's see here. Is there a simple number? Yeah. So Netflix employs, and this isn't like actors and directors and stuff like that. This is like people in offices. Well, those are contractors. Those and are employees. Yeah. Netflix employees, as of two years ago, just under 13,000 people. Yeah. And that's yeah. a lot of money. And those, yeah, like you said, those aren't actors or directors or no. things like that because those Cubicles. people aren't employees. Those people are contract work. They're not yep. employees of the company. Yeah. So anyways, moving on, but sticking with Netflix. So we talked about, we talked about the password sharing thing. And that was something that Netflix really after well over a decade, after two decades of being a company. Netflix decided, you know what? We're going to crack down. We're going to crack down on you suckers who are streaming our content without paying for it, right? Because one person would get a Netflix account, and then I think you could have up to like four or five different profiles, and so then people would just start sending out the password to their buddies, right? For years, I've been on my sister's Netflix. Not anymore, because password sharing cracked down on that, but for years... Now, we talked about at the time that there was a lot of speculation. People were like, well, this is going to, this, this is the decision that's going to destroy Netflix. Netflix is going to just completely like crumble as a result. They're destroying their business by doing this. A lot of people were saying, oh, well, you know, all the people who were using someone else's password, now they're just not going to use Netflix anymore. And we laughed about that because it was like, okay. You think Netflix is worried about the people who aren't paying for their service not paying for their service? <laughs> like, there's no loss there, right? The people, the people who are currently stealing the content not using Netflix anymore is not a net loss for Netflix. Like, that's that's just them sticking it to the man. Like, you know, that's that's no concern of Netflix's now. It's been several months, it's been like half a year now since this has happened. And the question became, what is going to happen to Netflix? Is this going to hurt them? Is it going to hurt the stocks? Is it going to, what, what will the outcome of this be? And I'm here to announce that since the end of March, Netflix has added Six million new members. 
Six million is a lot, man. Yep. <clears throat> and so it seems like this was not a bad move for Netflix, right? Especially when you take into account that operating cost that we were just talking about, right? So let's say six million new customers. And let's assume that that is at, let's assume everyone's getting the standard Netflix. That's, that's 92, that's almost $100 million more a year for Netflix. That ain't no chump change. So all in all, it seems like it was a really, really brilliant move on their part. I assume that this number is going to continue to go up. Carl, I want to ask you, though, prior to this all happening, were you what was your Netflix status? Were you did you have an account that you were sharing with someone else? Were you using somebody else's password? And where do you stand now? Are you a part of this new six million subscribers? Well, I was I was sharing. We like we talked about this before. So it's not new, new news. But like, yeah, I was sharing my password with somebody and i mean i technically still am sharing my password with this person because he they can him and his wife can use my account on their their tablet and phones right but they can't use it on their tv or they watched it on their tv so yeah mine's similar still I- able to watch they're still able to use the account just not not uh, in the most comfortable, ideal setting. Yeah, mine's the same way. Like if I if I go on my computer and I go to Netflix, it loads right up still on my sister's account. Yeah. Uh, but if I try to load it up on the Xbox, it's it's like, uh, nope, this this is not your so, account. So the, <laughs> like the crack the crackdown has holes. We'll say yes. It's, it's it's more like a sieve crackdown than a airtight box. Which I assume um, they'll continue to tighten up as they yeah, go. Yeah, they're working on it, I'm sure. <clears throat> but I, so, I mean, I was already a subscriber, so I'm not mm-hmm. adding to the new subscriber base. And which tier are you? Like, what? What do you? What we, plan do you? We're have? we're just the regular one. The standard. I actually even when uh, <clears throat> when this all when I when I started getting the notifications on my account that this was happening. Like when you signed in and tried to start watching them, they were like berating you with, oh, hey, guess what? We're doing this thing. You need to set your home area. Right. Or whatever. Uh, I At that point, I actually changed my, my um, subscription a bit because you can pay more to have more devices viewing at the same time. To add other people, yeah. Yeah, and I was set for th- three because... I was sharing it with a friend. Yeah. So I dropped it back down to two. <laughs> okay. It didn't make sense to have three. Right. So they, they, they can still like, we only ever watch on one device at home anyway. Right. So they can still watch if we're watching. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I, they just need, they just need to only be watching ever on one device at their place, mm-hmm. which before I told them that I was doing that, <laughs> <laughs> we got we got locked out of it at home and I was like, ah shoot. Right. right. I guess we're watching something on the Amazon Prime subscription somebody shared with us. <laughs> and so doesn't that grind your gears a little bit though when you like you can't access your own Netflix because yeah. the people you're sharing it with are eating up all the 
all the, all the available screens. Yeah. Well, I mean, they know that now, so it's not been a problem since, but yeah. um, it was just a failure of communication more than anything. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah um, so yeah, like I, I, I even just, I d- even downgraded essentially my account since that happened. So they're getting less money out of me now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cool. All right. Well, moving on to our final topic. Christopher Nolan. It's a big name in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. You Christopher Nolan fan? I, I like some of his work. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I think I'm in the same camp. I like some of his work. Some I, I, I think Christopher Nolan, for me, is a little overrated. Like, you know, people go, oh, it's the new Christopher Nolan film. And I, it, that Maybe being said, like Oppenheimer <laughs> looks amazing to me. It truly looks incredible. And it sounds like it's incredible. Uh, I enjoy Interstellar. I think the Dark Knight trilogy is incredibly overrated. I think it's good, but I don't think it's the the be all and end all Batman f- films. Like a, well, it's not. It's know. not your favorite Batman to begin no, with. So no, no, like that that hurts it right away. But Christopher Nolan is a big deal, and people when Christopher Nolan says that he's going to direct a new film, people pay attention. Right, it makes news. It's a, it's, he's yeah. considered one of the greats. Oh, Op- Oppenheimer is a perfect example. Yeah, Barben Barbenheimer is uh is a perfect example. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so weird that that's a thing. Anyways, <laughs> uh, Christopher Nolan was recently doing an interview. Now, people for years, James Bond fans specifically for years have been lobbying for, have really wanted Christopher Nolan to do a James Bond film. They just really want it. And obviously for years that hasn't happened. But now we're kind of at this crossroads with James Bond where Daniel Craig's done and there's going to be a new James Bond whenever that comes. And, uh, so then the question became again, well, is this with, you know, if we're changing James Bonds, if we're restarting a story, if we're doing all these things, is it is now the time to introduce a Christopher Nolan James Bond? Well, Christopher Nolan was recently doing an interview and he said, I love those movies. The influence of those movies in my filmography is embarrassingly apparent. There's no attempt to shy away from that. It would be an amazing privilege to do one. He says, you have to have the right attitude towards it, though. It has to be in the right moment in your creative life where you can express what you want to and express uh, what you want to express and really burrow into something within the appropriate constraints, because you would never want to take on something like that and do it wrong. He also goes on to say, um, you wouldn't want to take on a film and not be fully committed to what you want to bring to the table creatively. So, as a writer, casting, everything. It's a full package, he said. But I sort of stand with my previous answer. You'd have to really be needed. You'd have to really be wanted in terms of bringing the totality of what you bring 
to a character. Otherwise, I'm very happy to be the first in line to see whatever they do. So essentially what Christopher Nolan is saying is, look, he's, he's, what he's doing is he's sending a very public statement through this interview. He's, he's communicating very publicly with the Broccoli's which is the family that owns the rights and they're the producers behind the James Bond films. And what he's saying is, look, everybody wants me to do a James Bond film. I want to do a James Bond film. But no, make no mistake, I'm Christopher Nolan. And if I come do a James Bond film, I'm the one in charge. I want to be able to have control over the writing. I want to be the one doing the casting. I'm going to choose who that James Bond is. I, I If you take me, I'm the package deal. And that's it. There's no, I'm not going to yeah. come and play he's, he's in gonna somebody. He's going to want to do several films. He's going to want to do, yeah. Well, yeah, or whatever it is, right? But he's basically saying, I have no interest in playing in somebody else's sandbox. Right? Like, if if I come and I do this thing, I'll come and do it, but this is mine. And I'm going to make it the way I want to make it. Yeah, I feel like he's saying that, but he's, like, I don't think he's saying it's his sandbox. I feel like he's saying, it's your sandbox, but I want to play in it the way I want. Like, I'm going to play by the constraints and the rules that 007 is known for, but I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to do it my way. And I'm, and first and foremost, I'm uh, first and foremost, I'm going to be in charge of casting, which I think is what, like out of all of those things, I truly think that will be the sticking point for the Broccoli's, the casting, because you can, you'd be foolish to be Barbara Broccoli and not realize what an incredible thing it could be for your James Bond franchise to have Christopher Nolan behind the camera. Hands down. You'd be a moron not to realize what an opportunity that that would be. However, you would also be a moron to be Barbara Broccoli and not understand the weight behind your decision on who the next James Bond is. It's a big deal. Yeah. It's a very big deal. Especially if you're going to do another four or five films with this new actor. Because you don't want to do one and then go, oh, he wasn't the right fit. So we're going to continue it and just recast You want to tell a new 007 story over the course of a couple of films. Yeah, you're creating a new James Bond saga. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think and I think that one film a saga does not make. <laughs> yeah, I and and I don't know with how much control they have notoriously had over this, how much control they've retained, and how strict and protective they've been over James Bond. I I don't know that I can see them putting that decision in somebody else's hands. Yeah. It would like for them to put it in uh, Chris Nolan's hands. Like it would have to be more of a, like, okay, we're not going to give you full creative control, but we can, we can come to an agreement that we have 50, 50 say. Yeah. And I don't think Christopher Nolan would take that. I think he would say, I think, I think he's already given his answer to that, which is 
you know what? If that's the case, then I'm what what did he he says I'm very happy to be the first in line to see whatever they do. Right? I'm not going to boycott you guys. I'm not going to stop watching James Bond if you don't want me to come and and do my vision with my casting with my, you know, whatever. But if you don't want if you're not willing to agree to let me have control because I'm right. Christopher freaking but, Nolan. Chris Nolan's like that opera singer. I want it my way. Yes. And if he doesn't get it his way, that's fine. And he's still a massive James Bond fan and he's still yeah. going to support the franchise and go see the next film. Yeah. So ultimately I don't personally, I don't think this is ever going to happen. Yeah. He's not going to um, take it personally. No. And, and well, and I just don't think they're going to come to, I don't think Christopher Nolan's ever going to direct a James Bond film because of because of who he is and because of who the Bricolis are. I just don't see them reaching that agreement. What are your thoughts? A, do you see do you see this differently than I do? Do you think that it's likely that they'll come to an agreement and be able to do this? And B, does a Christopher Nolan James Bond film even interest you? Um Yeah, so I mean new James Bond film obviously interests me. Um Although I, I, I'm, I haven't seen the last James Bond yet. Um, Dude. But, yeah, I got to get on it. Um, man, I don't know. I feel like I read this, those, those, those quotes from that interview differently than you a little bit. I don't know if you just kind of misinterpreted it or just worded it differently, but like I, I kind of corrected you just a minute ago. Like I feel like, <laughs> like, so I, I don't like, I don't want to speak put words in your mouth is what I'm right. saying. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like like Chris Nolan knows it's not his to use this, keep on the sandbox. Now. He knows it's not his sandbox and he knows that he would be stepping into somebody else's sandbox. And I think knowing like he's from that kind of what I pull from those quotes in that interpretation of them, I feel like he's self-aware enough to know what he wants and needs as a director and a creator and creative person. And he knows enough about the Bercoli family and what they want and need from the 007 franchise that some middle ground potentially could be reached. Like it would be some pretty tough negotiating. Yeah. I think both parties would have to give up some form of control to make it work. Mm-hmm. But I would, I would think it's possible from what I've, the way I interpret that kind of quotes, those quotes from them. I don't know how, how much, con- what the Percoli's thoughts are on that, but yeah, I mean, I would say it's possible, but the, the, like, <laughs> I wouldn't, I would, I think the odds are against it. Yeah. Yeah. I for me for me the hang up is that one sentence where he says you wouldn't want to take on a film not being fully committed to what you bring to the table creatively. So a writer, casting, everything. It's a full package. Yeah. Right? I think He's I think the, like, the caveat to that is earlier in the quote though, he he talks about having to being being ready in your career, being at a point in your career where you're you're able to make something of that genre quality and quality right like right or you know what i mean like 
Like he, he he's got to be ready to make a spy thriller. Like he's got to be the creative juices of his life have got to be at that kind of boiling point where that's what he needs to make. Yeah. Yeah. If he's no, if he's sure. at a point where he wants to make uh let's say chick flicks, <laughs> right? Which I don't <laughs> think he's ever made. I but don't, like yeah, I don't, that's yeah. those are the creative juices that are bubbling and he gets offered 007 he's like, "Yeah, let's make a chick flick 007." Like, yeah, I don't think that's going to go over well. <laughs> like, think what that's what he's for. talking about. Yeah, but I think cool. that's where we're interpreting uh, his quotes differently. Differently. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the news. That's it. That's it. That's, that's all, all of it. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you check out our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all listed below. Our Patreon page, as little as a buck a month, you can support the show. It's like, it's so cheap, man. It's so cheap. It's little as a buck a month. Um, you'll get some fun kickbacks, access to exclusive content, uh, and increased voting power depending on what tier you signed up for. Um, voting power, of course, being having extra say when Pete and I post a vote on what movie we're going to watch and review. Um, currently, those have been as we're working our way back through years in film. But I will tell you, I will not disclose the deadline. But I will tell you that Pete and I have, have, I think, pretty much decided how far back we're going to go. And then when we're going to, you know, kind of move on to different things and stop doing the, you know, okay, now we're on to 1991. Now we're on to 1990. We're, we're only going to go back so far. So, so now's your chance. Uh, and our merch page. We have merch. Stuff. Get swagged. Yeah, kids, kids swagged. <laughs> that sounds so affectionately offensive. Uh, yeah, <laughs> check it out. And uh, until next time. I won't be here. I know. Someone else will. Yeah. Dump, I dump. I'll be here for a while. Dump. Going on vacation. Yeah. See ya. Gotta go make that Speedo merch. Yeah. <laughs>